Welcome, everybody, to Chris and Reeg's Pep Peeves, a show where we discuss and oftentimes try to solve the many aspects of everyday life that irritate us and become our dreaded pep peeves. I am one of your hosts, Regan Lovig. And I'm your other host, Chris Brayson, and this week we are talking about the human body. So our bodies, other people's bodies, bodies in general, what's wrong with them and why. We'll talk more about it today. And what's sexy about them? I do. <laughs> Too sexy. There's a pet peeve right there. <laughs> the song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I actually wanted to use this time to do a little update because I was listening to our second episode on phrases the other day. And there was a bit um, at the beginning where we talked about phrases that we thought we came up with. Yep. Douche canoe. Douche canoe was mine. And... I didn't do it at the time, but in listening to that episode, I thought maybe I should actually look into it to see where those origins of douche canoe are, which when you Google origins of douche canoe, your options are limited in terms of the information that was presented. Um, I did find one thing first where it was like took instances of the phrase in like publications. And the first one that popped up was in 2011 which I was stoked because my friends and I came up with it in 2009. But unfortunately I was a bit um, brought down because I went to the, the most trusted source of the internet, uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and someone did put in an a, um, entry into Urban Dictionary under Jewish Canoe in 2007. So sadly- Can they go back and edit that? Because what if they just- heard it I don't know. I want to be the inventor so go and change it yeah because the thing with urban dictionary is that you're not just finding one definition of a word it's like people um like will send them in and it will have like sent in at this date and time so the earliest origin of douche canoe I found was 2007 but I will hold on to hope that maybe maybe it was us in 2009 it's good. Like I said in that episode, you were the first one I heard it from. I will Fair be honest, enough. I really don't hear it from anyone else, though. So <laughs> <laughs> Just own it. I'll use it so much that it just becomes mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. I actually is very responsible of you, Chris. I did not even look at my make like a doobie <laughs> to see who invented that, but or what year it's. I'll look on Urban Dictionary. You're going to get like a cease and desist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My sister actually started saying skookum a long time ago. Have you heard people say that one? Not until, well, yeah, but uh, that's a very BC thing. Very BC. And I'm yeah. wondering if it's after, because there's there's a skookum chuck in the Kootenays. That's like a river or something like that. And then there's a skookum chuck narrows in the Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very common native name, but I don't really know what it means. But yeah, it's, it's those two prominent features or people or places where people visit are uh, very popular. So I'm wondering if that's the case. It just simply came from that. I don't know. But I remember my sister started saying it. I was like, what a weird way. And it caught on. I remember NBC, so many people started saying it, which essentially just means it's cool. Yeah, because Kate and I were in Ontario recently. And Kate, being someone who has lived her whole life in BC, used that normally in conversation to like my sister and her family and my parents and just like partway through the conversation being like 
no one knows what that means here because we're in Ontario. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Things are good. Just telling Chris off air, I got a house, so all of the people listening can stop sending me those checks. You <laughs> <laughs> have a house party? Yeah, look forward to it. Definitely want you and Kate to come and hang out, man. And yeah, yeah. Where I am, for people to know, it's a city called Penticton, and it's in arguably the, well, I would say pretty factually, I think some people in Ontario might argue against it, but it is definitely the wine capital of Canada, (laughs) Okanagan Valley. Mm -hmm. And where I am is on a trail that takes you through like 30 wineries, all within 10 kilometers or six miles for our American guests. All 52% of them? Yeah, all 52% are, as our stats say. <laughs> so it's uh, pretty awesome to be there. I'm looking forward to moving in and just getting a little more settled. So it'll be good. And actually, there's so many cool ski hills that I've never skied. So I'm, and this is my new gear year. So I'm going to head out. There's a, an event taking place in the mall next week where they actually uh, people are selling their old equipment and stuff. So I'm going to head there, see if I can get some new ski gear for me, new for me. So I'm looking forward to that. And then might even t- test out a few of the local ski hills. And then next year, probably get a pass to one. So it's just nice because I know there's hills on the coast there. I'm at Washington on the island. But I just never, I've never been a fan of the snow. And the ski hill is so small. And so these ones are huge and super awesome snow. Nice. Did you ski when you were younger or is this a... Yeah, but that was in Kelowna and that was Big White and Big White was um, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skied all the time. So yeah. Looking forward. And lately I've skied like last year or two years ago, I was at Whistler, Mount Washington a few times mm-hmm. and also came to Big, Big White. Every year I come back to Big White. So looking forward to trying some new ones. Nice. Yeah, I had about a three-year window where my parents and my sister and I would go skiing every winter. It never stuck, but I just remember like one of the first times just bombing down a hill and just like bailing so hard. <laughs> and then my parents being like, we're going to do lessons with you every time. Cause it's just like no slaloming at all. I was just like, whew, like 10 years old, just giving it. <laughs> That's definitely sounds about right for a 10 year old. Yeah. Yeah. I was and like, oh, just... a swimmer who's just clumsy and will just bail hard. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> what are you seeing lately, man, for movies? uh we watched um well i watched a few things but what i wanted to bring up was um i watched uh, everybody wants some oh how good yeah i just find it funny where it's like like just like movies like that where the premise is just so i wouldn't say boring but like just so basic it's just a bunch of guys hanging out on the weekend before school starts mm-hmm. and it's like it's just done so well it's just like here's some dudes shooting the shit taking the piss and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing how much I gravitate towards those types of movies. I, I mm-hmm. really like, and I also love movies that take place either in one day or a short period of time, like three days, yeah. like this one. Yeah. I just think it's such a slice of life that I really enjoy mm-hmm. watching. And that one was of a time where I can kind of relate. I mean, you and I were barely born in, yeah. <laughs> then, especially you. So <laughs> But my brother is older, quite a bit older than me. So I, I remember some of those things from the 80s, whereas Days Confused, like really, I can't relate to any of that. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But that's awesome. You watched that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I like, I didn't know the, the like, I knew the premise and that it was, 
uh, Richard Linklater movie that was <laughs> in the 80s, but I didn't know much about like who the characters were or what was it based around. And I was like, oh, like watching that, like who are the most bro-y groups of athletes? Like if you had a, a team together and I was like, in my mind, it's baseball or hockey in terms I of just like, growing out hard. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Bunch of bro hards. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really love what Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch, have you seen her? And that's Leah Thompson, AKA Lorraine McFly from Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her daughter. I'm just, not only am I attracted to her, I think she's so cute in that movie, man, the main love interest, but she's also just so, such a good actress. She's in a handful <laughs> of other smaller films. I really like her. She, she stole the scene she was in in that movie, I thought. Yeah, I didn't clue into that at the time, but that makes sense that she's that woman's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Very spitting image, for sure. Very much. Yeah. Well, I, I was in Halloween. What's that? Uh, I'm just transitioning on to what you've watched. Yeah, I jumped the guy. I'm like, let's talk about me now. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> I was definitely in the Halloween spirit. I watched a handful. I think I mentioned some the other week, but I finally watched The Witch. Uh, the Vivich. What? Oh, it's just the... how the how the title's written. It looks like two V's. <laughs> oh yeah. If I said so, the village. Might just call it the, Vivid. Yeah. Like, the village is a very different movie. Yes. You're right. The way it's written looks like a W. It's have you seen it, Chris? I have not, no. Yeah, for I'm not like I like scary movies, but I just grew up in the slasher movies because so they're campy and fun and they're not really that scary. So now these ones are really well done. And the Jason Blum ones, the Blumhouse ones, they're yeah. so well done. And the witch is actually not that scary. It's just super eerie. And they did it at the end. They say that they took the dialogue and how they spoke from journals and history articles and things like that. And just the way they spoke was such a weird old school English. Like it was the 1600s. Mm. So right away, it's a little jarring. And as time goes on, that it really uh, led into the whole creepiness of it and I, I really enjoy, I enjoyed it I don't think I really want to watch it more like again but and if it was really a, just a slog but I think it was only an hour and a half so it wasn't that bad and the performances were out of this world that was a young Anna Taylor Joy okay yeah yeah she's fantastic in it man Killing for some it. reason she just loves horror movies yeah she's in every single huge horror movie it feels like of the past decade mm-hmm. And she's, she's just so spectacular in this movie. And I think she must've been like 14 or 15 only. Like she's so young. She's, I mean, she's still as crazy young, but yeah. You could just see her star making power in that movie. Yeah. I suggest it, but give it, you gotta be in the right mood for sure. It's a, it's a tough mm-hmm. slog. Yeah. I've been watching more horror movies, but I've been comforted knowing that there are plenty of adults out there that are just like, became an adult and still scared of horror movies. Yeah. And that's mean that I'm in that boat from time to time. Sometimes it's just like, eh, too scary. Well, let's get into it, Chris. What What's on the docket? All right. So today, Regan and I are going to bring our pet peeves for, as I mentioned before, the human body. So are we talking about our own physical meat sacks that we've had our lives or <laughs> other people's or just the human body in general. So Regan and I will go back and forth with our ideas and talk further. I like it. You actually said a pet peeve of mine. I've never liked that phrase, meat sacks. Oh, human meat sacks. 
I think that's the idea that like our consciousness is separate from our human body and it's just some sort of meat vessel for our lives to live in. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, what's your number one, man? Talking about uh, my number one. Sacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess the first one is related to, um, well, I guess not my human body, but I've had experiences with it. Um, but one thing that bothers me is, I guess this might sound weird, but I'll elaborate, but how important thumbs are is my first pet peeve. Okay. Not because, like, if you think about it, they're super useful, but you, when you hurt your thumb, like a, a decent amount and you can't use it, you realize how much you use it in your day to day. So I think in a, in a normal living day, you get up, get dressed, live your life, go to work, do whatever. You don't really be like, you don't clue into how much you use your thumbs. I don't. I don't. True. No. Um, but about, it was about six years ago. I, it wasn't like a major injury, but I sprained one of my thumbs just moving canoes at a camp I worked at. And for a couple of weeks, it was pretty limited um, motion and ability to use. And very quickly, I realized like how useless in a lot of ways I was. Like I remember there was one morning I had a bath and I was at a, I was crashing at a friend's house before moving into a place and I couldn't get out of the bath because like putting pressure on your hand, I couldn't put on my pants properly. <laughs> so the amount of things that my thumbs needed to be workable to do became very apparent. So for such a small part of your body, they're a lot more important than you might think. So you have a pet peeve, but also a huge appreciation for them. Appreciation. Yeah. It's like, cause that's, yeah, you don't realize how often you're using them until you can't. You're like, why are these small things so important? Especially to the rest of your fingers too. Cause you could hurt your every other finger and you'd still be manageable to a degree, but your thumbs is just like you're out of commission. How can you give a thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, you could just with your whole hand to be. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of, I see what you're saying. Obviously we, we know how important they are, but I've broken my right wrist twice and my left wrist once. And both times it was like, I was doing the constant thumb thumbs up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. just, you really, you can't use your whole hand, but you, I remember thinking how difficult it was. And the, the one appendage I really missed the most was my thumb. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I'm kind of glad no one was at my friend's place when I was stuck in the bathtub, but there's a lot of uh, comedic um, potential there. Because just, like, I was like, how am I going to get out of here? Just, like, picture myself, like, trying to roll over the edge and that. So, yeah, realize quick that my thumbs are super important. <laughs> Stupid thumbs. Yeah. Okay, good one. My first one is loud mouth breathers you we all have those friends right oh. i can think of one friend whose name who i won't will not name he i'm gonna go close to the speaker here he says something and immediately goes <sighs> <sighs> like it's <laughs> I, unbelievable and he's been called out by so many people and it's just who he is i can't stand it 
And you really notice it at times when you're in the library or on a subway or a bus or something. And these people are right beside you and they're just breathing out of their mouth. Sounds like something's stuck there. They just need to cough. <laughs> I also don't want them to cough in my face. So it's, a, it's such a, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know those things where like someone calls you by the wrong name, but then it goes on for too long. So you just accept it. <laughs> oh, yeah. just, you, someone's just a mouth breather for so long that maybe they can fix it but it's just part of who they are so they just lean into it i also think it comes down and this is going to be a pet peeve topic for sure is manners sometimes whether it's a habit or not it's just straight manners to not be like just be aware of your body and your noises that you're <laughs> making and the smells that are coming off your body i just think and i know everyone smells different things we all have different sensitivities but we all have ears, you know, when you, you can hear yourself making oh, yeah. annoying noises with your mouth or your nose. Yeah. Like just be aware. I think that's kind of a manner of thing. Some people would disagree, but it was maybe not as important as saying please and thank you, but it's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's that too is like, especially with your voice, it's like, it's almost like it's connected to your ears. So I feel like it's even more apparent. Like if you, let's say you were a mouth breather, like you'd probably be the person that would be hearing it the loudest. Yeah, too. that's true. Like just straight into your own ears. So, yeah. I don't have any mouth breathers in my life, so I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Good. Okay, man, what's your next one? Uh, it's not a pet peeve of mine anymore, but it's a pet peeve of mine when I was a kid. So I'll bring it back. Um, so, like, you know those, like, when, you know, kids since the dawn of time to now how they you know when they're 10 they're like no i'm 10 and a half like the importance of that half a year so i think i'm not 10 i'm 10 and a half um that but for height so like that <laughs> extra half an inch i remember when i was a kid just having someone because like i was so i'm just over six feet tall now and growing up i was always one of the taller kids in my class and it just killed me when it was like someone was half an inch taller. So like I remember like, you know, I think I was in grade four. So I was about 10 years old when I broke into the five feet tall category and just having a friend that's like five feet tall and half an inch was just the worst. And I was like, <laughs> so ah, not, I need that. <laughs> so let, let me get this straight. So it's not so much the actual height. It's how people explain it or it is the actual. Oh, um, well, when I was a kid, it was the actual height. So someone being half an inch taller than me. Now it's like, I find it's kind of funny, but also a pet peeve that it's like still a thing where it's like that half a year or that half an inch is super important to a kid. So it's just like, shut up, doesn't matter. You're five feet tall. <laughs> it really is. It's a competition you're growing up. Oh, yeah. like, I remember who's growing the fastest. I didn't get my growth spurt until I think I was like grade 10. And there, I was one of the shortest for the longest time. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> when also too is like um the whole like class photo thing like that was the sort of central nervous system of that competition because it was just like every year it would be like that top row was all the taller kids and I was like who's the one that's going to be in the middle yeah, that's so true it. man <laughs> being that i was just moving i was looking at boxes super nostalgic sometimes it takes me hours to move one box because i look at all my memories and one of them was my yearbooks and i remember that i saw like my friend ian who's now six foot eight or oh, i mean you met ian yeah. 
yeah. but he was always one of the tallest. He was always in the middle and he hated it. I remember he just, he's oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm the first person to see and I look like an idiot. <laughs> no, we all loved it. There was like probably a few of us that were always jockeying, hoping that, you know, something would kick in over the summer and we'd grow an extra inch or so than everyone else for the next school photo. Because like from what I remember, school photos were pretty early in the school year too. Yeah, they so were. Like, yeah. That summer to, to get some sun or whatever makes you taller. Man, summer coming back from the summer, I loved it. Every year, it was almost like I made a little game of bingo in my brain. It's like, okay, so who's going to be this person, and mm-hmm. and who's going to be taller? Who's going to have the the um, darkest tan? And yeah, yeah, who didn't grow an inch? And we're going to make fun of them. Like it's yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they're surprising. They come back. It's only two months, and people are huge. Or they come back, and there's like zits all over. It's like, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> someone heard their voices. Voices have cracked. Yes. Dude, yeah. my, I love my story with that one. It was in grade seven. I got a huge cold, lost my voice completely. And when it came back, this is what I sound like now. You're a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Just like, oh, I don't feel good. Cough, cough. Stayed at home a couple of times for, I don't know, two or three days. Came back and and then everyone's like, what happened to your voice? Do you still have a cold? No, I'm just, I'm a <laughs> real man. <laughs> I do not recall looking back on my life. The moment when my voice cracked it's not a memory in my head you came out of the womb like you are now yeah it's just facial <laughs> hair too yeah have you seen that center of life skit with will ferrell he comes out of the womb and it's him <laughs> he's like oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah hot in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny too that whole like anticipation of the new school year because i think that when it went on into university too be like like i oh, like seeing everyone again being like oh regan's still a douchebag but you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, the douchebag meter was pretty high for me. Yeah, yeah. Every summer, I'd be like, is he still a douchebag? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember for you, because you grew your hair out for like a whole year or something. So I remember when you came back from summer, and I think you cut it. So everyone's like, whoa, Chris has short hair again. Yeah, I, I, I think I had like routines. I don't remember them exactly, but it was just like times in which I would groom myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would shower once and then I'd be like, okay, let's go to school. <laughs> uh, good one. That's related to what we're talking about. Perfect. Exactly. Okay, I'll do my next one, which is, and there's definitely context to this, so we'll get into it. So I know <laughs> some people do this for a reason, but super creepy looking long finger and toenails. Yeah, yeah I don't. And what I mean by the context is I've met some friends who are really top top end guitar players and they want that long fingernail for picking and things i get it doesn't matter take that context out it's super creepy and you look like a freak <laughs> it's also just because it's one fingernail too sometimes so there's or that, that is, that's even creepier um that annoys me but when the, all the fingernails are long i'm like are you actually trying to be a witch what is going on or are you a vampire well i think too is that it's not just that like uh, for guitar players it's not just length it's like they're styled in a certain way too yeah so these like really sharp ones yeah exactly yeah or they're just really into cocaine yeah either yeah well i'm growing up mine just for that reason well i i learned that lesson fast with um toenails because i get it like if i'm if i don't cut my toenails fast enough i get an ingrown toenail and that hurts yeah. like hell it's so a- i'm like like yeah, i learned that lesson early on in life where it's like you got to deal with that fast also too like i'm like listen the guy everyone knows the guy with the longest fingernails ever um yeah like his his because he didn't cut them for so long 
like he's not from what i've read like he's actually grown like to the point that he's like it's dangerous for him to cut them like there's like like it's like more than just a nail Yeesh. now so it'd be like yeah it's like i don't know if there's actual veins in it i remember reading that but it's to the point where it's like yeah it'd be like risky to his health to cut them have some proper hygiene why would you even start to do that and begin with it's just so gross yeah it's like it's like i want to set a world record but i also want to like debilitate myself yeah you can't do shit yeah <laughs> you can't take a shit you can't even yeah. your ass man that's the worst you thought thumbs are important if you <laughs> if you let your nails grow you can't use your hands at all really yeah so, just your palms yeah yeah it's just eerie man it's just creepy to me i think it looks gross and when people do it for a reason at least there's like a story there where people just are gross people and it's like oh what's the coffin all over you and mouth breathers and the nails yeah. are really long like, i don't want you in my life <laughs> this is like regan's nightmare it's just like all things at once oh yeah come on i'm not a judger but i guess i am sometimes yeah <laughs> that was pretty judgy but you know super judgy yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Um, so if I, there's always that talk, like if you could have superpower, what would it be? And I was thinking like of more like sort of mundane things. So like having the superpower of like, every time I feel pain, just knowing why. Oh, I would love that. Like just like, not, not that it would go away, but just being like, like, why does my hip feel this way for like two seconds and then it's gone because i don't know if it's an age thing or whatnot but like the amount of just like micro little things that happen in terms of pain in my body where it's like i didn't do anything but it hurt for a bit but then it went away so it wasn't like long lasting just want to know why why that happened yeah chris that's genius man i think that often because yeah. i have so many little niggles from running and all these other sports and now it's it is an age thing for sure for me now yeah. and just kind of compounding on one one another and yeah i just would love to just like almost go on my body and be like what what happened and how did yeah. it happen like yeah. mris it's like, i just want to look in my knee right now and find out what the yeah. problem is <laughs> exactly i have one thing where it's like it's literally probably like three or four times a year for like two seconds where my hip feels like it locks up but i don't have hip problems because it happens so little and for so short a time but it's like it's all of a sudden it's just like oh i'm just gonna do this and then it's like oh and then it goes away and it's like not to the point where i'm like oh i have to go see a doctor and then three four months later it happens again like why does that happen i mean the body is just so fascinating a lot of times it just it, it can heal itself so amazingly and then other times mm -hmm. it just falls apart stepping off a curb i've heard all these stories of people's yeah. achilles tearing stepping off a curb it's like, well, yeah. we give so much respect to the body and it just gives out on you and you weren't doing anything that was out of the ordinary. It's it's weird, man. And then you can connect things. Like for me, genetically, my family, we just don't really have any hips. So I know that most of my feet and knee problems come from the fact that I have no hips. So, and if I really push them, like I'm biking really long, I find that if I do that and don't take care of my body, like my, my feet, my knees will start to ache. It's just because I have mm -hmm. no... It's just the way I'm built. And yeah. I didn't realize that until I was an adult. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. I've noticed that with, with swimming in relation to my shoulders, where if I'm swimming regularly, my shoulders don't hurt. 
But if I go, uh, you know, extended period of time without swimming, my shoulders are like, hey, what's up? And then it starts to hurt. It's like, I'm not doing something to aggravate my shoulders. It's the lack of doing something that all of a sudden my shoulders are like, okay, we're going to start hurting now. Yeah, that's a good point. For me, it's the first thing I always think of. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm feeling like you're probably the same. If my, I feel the same, Chris. And a lot of time it's like stability and trying with my posture. It's sculling. I go in the pool and I just skull. I could just do that for only five minutes and it'll like change me completely. I walk out of the mm -hmm. pool and I feel like the Hulk. I'm like, yes, I feel so much stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've had one, like I said, this is a, like, I know why this pain happened, but it's sort of embarrassing and it'll go, I have a question for you too later. Um, but recently I've had it where it's like, I have, you know, my sneeze attacks yep. as they are. Um, and this wasn't a thing when I had them in the past, but now I'll have sneeze attacks and then I'll get a, like a side cramp afterwards. <laughs> so I feel like stretch out my like stomach and my midsection after sneezing like eight times and like for 10 minutes, it's just like, it's pretty decent pain and it's from the sneezing. It's like, it's, oh, this is embarrassing. Well, I, I, I understand it though, because how much jolt are you putting into your body? And I will use what happened yeah. to me yesterday. I have a really sore back at the moment and I sneezed and it hurt my lower back a lot. Mm. Like you're, you're jolting your body a lot. So yeah. it makes sense. And you do, yeah. You should tell people, Chris, how many sneezes, what's your record in a row under like, it's all within 20 seconds. He does a lot of sneezing. Yeah. My record's 12, um, <laughs> but I, I don't think it's so much the record amount. It's that every time it's like at least six to eight sneezes and they're loud and they're like, I feel like I need a cigarette after because it just takes so much energy. <laughs> I'm just so tired. Dude, you would interrupt class in university. I remember like, oh, right yeah. just like sorry, and everyone's yeah. just staring at you like, what happened? And it's like, it's like, I can't help it, but it's like, come, like, it seems super rude because it's just so loud. And the thing is too, is like, I try so hard to have that first sneeze so be so big and powerful that like, it's the only one, yeah. but it never works. Have you looked into it? I wonder if that's like, is that an anomaly? Or is it an actual condition? I don't know. Like, like we got a, like my sister and I got allergy tests when I was, we were kids. And as far as I know, I, I don't have any allergies. I throughout COVID I've been telling people it's allergies because I don't want people to think I'm sick, yep. Um, yep. but it happens like every day. So it's not that I'm sick. Cause that'd be, that'd be a problem if I'm sneezing every day. Cause I'm sick. And then I'm sick every day. That would but, suck. Yeah. Your immune system would be bonkers. Yeah, maybe that's an update I need to bring to one of our future episodes. Just why do I sneeze so much? Should we do an episode where we actually pick on each other? That would be interesting. What are pet peeves about each other? Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be dangerous. We go deep and then I'll be our last episode. We'll just take it out. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't hinting it. Like your sneezes definitely do not bother me. I find them hilarious, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's been the common theme throughout my life is that everyone just finds them really amusing. Yeah. So. Or it didn't happen at your wedding or hopefully it doesn't happen at a funeral or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, can't help it. <laughs> if anything, I'll just bring a lighter lighter tone to that funeral that I'm at. So, uh, so you've done three. So this will be my lot. Do you want to just finish on this last one? If you do yours, then I have a, a, a question for you. Okay, let's, let's finish with the question. I'm in suspense. Okay. My last one is 
the dreaded as we get older we get a lot of hairs growing in certain places i'm going to focus on <laughs> nose hairs oh man that's a perfect one that's happening to me so hard right now well i've actually struggled since i was a teenager i remember plucking those bad boys out and then problem is there when i do that my nose runs more because obviously uh-huh. hairs are supposed to like i don't know if the proper term but like congeal almost or like hold everything i mean they have a purpose but mm-hmm. I just find them so annoying. If I see them, I'm like cutting them and trimming them right away <laughs> to the point where like people can, even when they, they look fine, I'm actually sometimes looking, actually going out of my way to look to see how other people's nose hairs are. That's how much they bother <laughs> me, which is so brutal. It's, it shouldn't be a problem, but I just, I find them so annoying on me that I'm always curious as to see what other people are doing. Yeah. I've definitely uh, been uh, building up the collection that's been a lot more nose hairs than I did probably five years ago. You've noticed, hey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed gray ones too. So it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, my midlife crisis is happening up my nose. <laughs> oh, man, the plucking is the worst, especially the ones on the inside of the nostril. Uh, <clears throat> so it was about eight months ago or so. I got a, a beard trim at this um, barbershop in Victoria and... Is that where they give you a head massage and everything? Oh, yeah. It was like full service. It was great. It's the best. Um, but the woman that did it, so she had a very thick French accent. And then also because of COVID, because I obviously I wasn't wearing a mask, she had to have a face mask and a face shield. So I, like, honestly, I couldn't really understand her. But there'd be times where she'd be asking me questions. And so essentially the whole time I was like, sounds good. And I guess <laughs> at one point, one of her questions was like, uh, can I use the nose hair trimmer up your nose? So I was like, sounds good. And then like, I'm like on my back and it's just so comfortable that my eyes are closed. And then all of a sudden it's just like, zoop, like just right on my nose. <laughs> and it's just like this super fast, super insane, like sensation up there. Cause especially when you, I wasn't anticipating that at all. I was just like, dad, do what you gotta do. I don't know what you're saying. So. It's like a COVID test. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. I, mean, I have nothing else to really say on it. It's just, I feel like everyone probably feels the same. They're just kind of annoying. Hair is growing and point like popping out and you're like, damn it. Now I got to deal with this thing. I feel like I'm looking like an idiot. Yeah. I haven't gone to the point, point of looking up other people's noses yet, but. I would say I look yeah. up them, but I definitely, when, <laughs> I know, when I'm assessing their face upon first seeing them. I always, uh, I look now, and again, that's a me thing. I'm, I'm, that's not a judging them. It's like, that's just my own weird obsession with making sure my nose hairs are in place. Are you trying to like, like, out of place like, specifically? like a nose hair support group, like find some other people like you and sit in a circle and talk about it? My first thought though is to call it dirty, but I, I was thinking like, imagine if you put that out there in a support group, like helpline on the paper, you know, you're going to get some crazy fetish people coming out and be like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> love that nose hair yeah <laughs> yeah it's like no i don't want to deal with this yeah <laughs> all right well that finishes off our pet peeves of the human body but chris has a question here so what is it related to it i'm assuming yeah yeah it is related to the human body um just in taking notes for this episode thought about it too but and i'll i'll, I'll give an answer as well to the question um but do you have any like super embarrassing injuries like like the injury might be normal, but why it happened is super embarrassing. I do. So Can I'm going to go right to what a lot of people, a lot of dudes would say would suck is uh, it was a nut injury. 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, but it is a funny story of how it happened. So I was okay. I was 15 and we're wakeboarding and I was getting pretty decent and starting to take a little more risks in the wakeboarding. So it was early in the morning. We were going because it's glass at that time. So it's the best time to go. Midsummer. So we're talking really warm already. We're just loving life. And I jumped awake and I actually was attempted to do like 180s and stuff. And I landed a couple. My like, KS hey, Suite, I'm getting better. And then I just launched and I wanted to see just how high I could get. And when I landed, I immediately went down. So if my first thought was like, great, I'm going to get a huge enema and this is not going to feel good. But no, the water, the way the water was, it was like, it felt like someone grabbed some glass and just sliced my balls. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that I, hopefully I'm okay. I'm touching it. I'm like, hey, everything's intact. I got onto the boat and my legs were covered in blood. Oof. And I look in my pants and the water, it was like, it, it actually cut my nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and he's like, you're fine. Like, it's just, you got a little cut there. Uh, but because of the water, it made it look like there was a death scene in my pants. <laughs> and I was with there with my parents around the boat. Like, it's so embarrassing, man. Everyone's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I just cut my leg. I cut my leg. But of course, the whole time I'm thinking, like, I can't have kids. My balls are going to be yeah. chopped off. <laughs> like, super scared. Yeah. So that was definitely embarrassing. Of a, I don't know if that, I think that's what you were looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I guess mine is not as serious. It's just the circumstances in which it happened is I pulled a muscle in my back doing the soldier boy dance. <laughs> back when I was like I 20 or so when it came out and it was just like, it was at camp. I remember it was like staff training. And for like three days, I, I could only sleep by lying directly on my back. Like <laughs> if I was on my side or on my stomach, it would just like feel so tight and painful. And I was like, really this is why like it's like not something cool i was just doing the soldier boy dude i'm sure we both have so some people have those as well just like mm -hmm. little things you try and you're like oh damn oh, yeah. that did not work out yeah <laughs> only once only once <laughs> well that's i think it'll conclude there that we're almost at 40 minutes talking about the human body we can so many here but we'll we'll definitely love to hear people's opinions so look in the show notes here and then also send in we're looking to love to start a social media probably twitter or something where people can we'll put out a pet peeve or something so if people want to share theirs on there that'd be awesome many with the human body whether it be in your own body or someone else's so share those if anyone's into nose hairs let regan know yeah geez we're friends off <laughs> All right, so for next week, we're going to try something new. Um, so we're, what we're going to call through our, our focus grouping and, and conversations to figure out, we're going to call it quick peeves, where we just lightning round uh, three different pet peeves in a quick manner. Um, we'll update you folks with what they are soon, but next week will be the first episode of Chris and Riggs Quick Peeves. Still rhymes. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Chris, good seeing you, buddy. We'll just talk to you next week. Indeed, as always. Okay, everybody. Be safe out there and take note of what annoys you. Bye. Bye.